You cast your hunter's mark. You fire your crossbow and watch the bolt whiz through the air, sinking into the side of this beast right between the ribs. It howls in pain and suddenly stops moving. Another successful hunt. But you know to always be on guard. You keep your eyes open wide. And in front of you on the tree, you notice claw marks deep gouging into the tree, scratching, clawing upward. You look up, following these scratches like it's reaching, clawing for something, and you hear a twig snap. Welcome back to the Late to the Party, folks. I'm Jordan Bulky. I am your dungeon master. Here with me today, I have the party. Say hello, party. Party. Oh, hello. hello, party. Hello, party. <laughs> hello. It Gre- is me, the party. Greetings. <laughs> uh, you being the party, who are you? I'm. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you say that? my voice. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, that's that's my name. That's very nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. What alphabet does that use? <laughs> Cyrillic. Hello, my name is Ethan Edshill. I play the character of Ben Allen Roth, uh, a a fully human, not cleric. Um, <laughs> and uh, a fun fact about Ben Allen Roth is that since Ben Allen Roth has been in uh, the land of Flowerhaven, he has been wearing like like knee high boots at all times, like riding like medieval riding boots just to really keep the, the muck and the grime off of his, his pantaloons. He's really uh, laying leaning into the whole, the whole uh, like Monty Python air of the whole thing basically. So yeah, bit fan art. I'm go ahead and, and add your, your boots to your cannon, big, like knee high riding boots and Ben's not that tall. So they look, they look kind of goofy and also the pantaloons and also the pantaloons. Yes. 
It's very important. It's a whole ensemble with my very cool tunic that I think I've talked about previously. <laughs> Here, I can I can piggyback off of that since my fun fact is similar. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Scott Nicewander. I play the character of QWERTY, the mystery machine. And uh, the fun fact about QWERTY, jumping off of uh, what our boy Ethan was saying, QWERTY's favorite color is purple. Have I done this one before? It's now, re- it's now occurring to me that maybe I've done this. Anyway, QWERTY's favorite color is purple. And uh, wears a big purple uh, like uh, cloak with a hood and also under it uh, purple short shorts because uh, you got to make room for those telescoping legs and whatnot. You know that uh, I like a good breathability to my clothing. Yes. Oh, and purple gloves. I just think something about gloves is very like noir detective. Wait, wait, like, are I they, don't know. There's something. Are about they long it. gloves or are they just like hand gloves? I think they're yeah, just gonna be hand gloves. Do they also have room for telescoping? <laughs> I think is there so. Any lace? Every, every every uh, joint can telescope. Please take that out of context, however you wish. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um. Well. Scott, I've got I've got one that will go off of that. Um, hi, my name is Tyler Dewey. I play Sunny Days, not a fighter. Um, <laughs> worshiper of Rihanna. Fun fact: uh, Sunny Days has never seen Scooby Doo. <gasps> not once. What? But she has read fan fiction about it. Okay. What kind That's of fan fiction? That's a wild ride. <laughs> I officially hate sunny days. Me, <laughs> me, Ethan Edgehill, would not get along with sunny days. Oh, man, I thought this would get to Scott, but look at me. I got to Ethan. This is really fun. I like the idea that you've read fan fiction about something that you've never really, like a piece of media that you've never engaged with otherwise. Does Sunny know yeah. it's fanfic, or does Sunny just think that yeah, that's do you what think Scooby it's real? is? Well, it's it's written on, an, on, a, on a website, and she's definitely seen like clips of it, but, but never uh-huh. like sat down and just watched it. Gotcha, gotcha. So, okay. you know, Scooby's a dog sometimes, not always. Right. Because fanfic. Because of the fanfic. Yeah, yeah I'm following. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, sometimes he and Shaggy. Sometimes sometimes someone does a fanfic that's exactly the same as the regular episode, except Scooby's <laughs> a horse this time. Uh, yeah. And the, the author is uh, SN. I don't Scott, like that. You I don't really like that. <laughs> I'm gonna re- I'm gonna say that's actually not true. I, are we allowed to to veto fun facts? We refute. You refute can refute the fun facts. If we're if we're vetoing fun facts, I veto this whole fact. Well, let's move on. Hi everyone, I'm Camille Leonard, and I play Lily Davis, Tiefling Monk. My fun fact has nothing to do with any of this, thankfully. Uh, Lily, yes, I I try. Lily hopes to fight a very large octopus one day. She may like the little tiny blue ones, but she'd like to fight like the really big ones. Oh, Jordan, take <laughs> like notes. square up, but multi-arm. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, write that down. I <laughs> do not need to write that down. <laughs> was it already written? Uh, it was know, foretold. It, it may or may not have been slightly foretold. That is a good way to express that. Incredible. Hey, uh, Jordan, would you, I don't know if we've done this in an episode before. Would you want to tell people about um, submitting names and magical items and things? Absolutely. Uh, So listeners, we have, um, I know that we have tweeted them out and we can put them uh, in the description of this episode if someone remembers and probably tweet them again. Um, We have forms where we would love for you to submit 
uh, viewer or listener suggestions for uh, NPC names, magical items. Uh, I might toss another one in there for like places or uh, your really creative and clever names for buildings. Like uh, the fireball was suggested by someone who is a patron. And I was like, oh, that's a really clever name for a magic shop that I'm absolutely going to steal now. Um, so if you would like your lovely suggestions featured in the episodes, uh, we would love to see them. So please submit. I think you can also, I'll try to, I think some of it's at least linked on LTT, LTTPDND.com. I, not all of it is, but I will, by the time this gets up, someone remind me and I will do that. So Cordy, you heard that twig snap uh, sort of in the direction of the grassland away from where the cave was, where the monster that you just killed was. I presume you immediately look that direction? Yeah, 100%. And I I definitely say to the group, I don't think we're alone. And that's immediately when that twig snaps and you look over and you see wide-eyed and covered in red... Little Volio, the halfling. Whoa. Did you kill that? And he immediately starts walking mesmerized toward this creature, monster. Can I can I initiate a scoop? Can I scoop this child? Yeah, give What him- does that mean? Are are you trying to pick it up? Yeah. How big is this child? Uh you know, like a six year old halfling, so like a three year old human. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, roll the scoop. That math works. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just excited that halflings are half the size of humans. It makes sense. Uh, is that like strength or something? Yeah. Like, like athletics. Nine. How do, how do I do? He just dexterously bounces out of the way and goes right over to this beast and starts poking it with its finger. Lily would like to grab him by like whatever the back of an article of clothing he is wearing. Uh, sure. Give me an acrobatics check, please. That'll be a 10. Absolutely not. He jumps over, (laughs) scampers up onto this beast and starts like pulling at its spikes and trying to move its head. Volio, Volio, we don't play with the recently deceased. But what does deceased mean? The dead, the dead people, Volio. (gasps) Oh, with all of the, the red. Yeah. And, come and down off, come down. Why did you leave the house? Because, because I wanted to. Are your parents going to be happy when they find out that you left your house to come track down a big demon beast monster? Um, I don't, I don't know. You, I don't know. All right, well, well, come here. There, there might, there might be more. You never know, um, and we don't want you uh, looking like this. So come here. Uh, ben, roll insight. Okay. Um, insight uh, is a fourteen total. Volio is keeping something from you, but you aren't certain what. Uh, hey, Volio. Uh, it, look, man. I'm sorry. To, I wasn't trying to get cross with you or anything. It's good to see you. Um. I know we covered this, uh, you know, previously on, but uh, your parents are alive, right? Like they are 
coming back to collect you at some point. Uh-huh. Okay. And are you responsible for summoning this demon? Oh, you think I could have done this? Oh, that'd be cool. How did I do it? I don't know. I don't summon demons, but I, you seem like you know what's going on a little bit more than you're letting on. I'm not very good at finding that out, though. I would love to turn it over to my assistant here, uh, Dr. Magical, that knows when people are lying. And then I point at, at, at QWERTY. I know when people are lying? Uh, my, my assistant that knows when things are lying. Uh, yes. What he said. Um, is there any other trek that I could do to see if, uh... If Volio had anything to do with this, either intentionally or unintentionally. Uh, so give me insight or investigation. This is a vibe check sure. on Volio. <laughs> vibe check on Volio. Um, that's going to be real good. That's going to be, uh, just as a vibe check, that's going to be a dirty 20. So you don't think that Volio caused... Like, like you're looking at this child, right? You're, you're, you're looking at this yeah. infant of a being, although you're, you're fairly young to yourself as well. Um, and QWERTY, you, you are realizing that like, this is a, a child that can be bribed with candy and, and berries and would just simply not have the ability to have anything to do with this particular beast. Um, mm -hmm. However, his interest in it is noticeable, and uh, you also see that he put one of the little it, it, like like there's a spike that he's like yanked out of the back of this thing and put into a little pouch. Like he he took a piece of this thing with him. Do I sense that that's dangerous, or is it just curiosity? Is it like a shark tooth or a knife? It looks like he a little bit knew what he, like, like he went for that spike. Interesting. Young Volia, what, tell me. What, and I do the thing where I get on, get on their level again by telescoping my legs in. I put my arm on Volia on little, on his shoulders. And I say, now tell me, what do you have there? Son. I have... Give me a persuasion check. Ooh, okay. Is I'll it do for that. the leg telescoping? Because Spicy. that's very persuasive. <laughs> uh, that is only an 11. I have a thing I want to add to my collection. Is it wolf teeth? <laughs> 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 he does open the bag so that you can see that it is a spike that he like with his little fingers like tried to scrape out and pull the thing out now why why did you pick this in particular um can you actually give me an intimidation check here oh interesting okay okay uh, I get a plus zero to those. Great, so. great, great, great. And that is a nine. I, because 
Because it looked cool, I don't know. No other reason? Well, I mean... Lily would like to intimidate this child. <laughs> <laughs> Lily has by, had by enough. doing what? <laughs> Lily is just going to like get down near Volio and be like, Look, kid, tell us what you know. Uh, let's sure, give me an intimidation in, let's check. Bully let's go kids. for it. Season two, let's bully kids. <laughs> How about a 15? He looks at you and he shrinks back a little bit and closes his bag and... um. The the big you said that you'd give me more more red red berries if I if I got this for you. Can I give it to you? Will you give it to them and you'll give me the berries? Yes. Do you have the berries? I have to get them from my compatriots. But rest assured, we'll, we will bring you the berries. What do, what do I have in my pouch that I can bribe this child with? Can I have all right, all right. your dagger? No, Lily does one better. She pulls out one of the little tiny vials, pops the top off of it, dumps it out, cuts her hand, and just bleeds into the little vial and hands it to him and says, trade? Clear vial or green vial? Uh, Clear. Lily wouldn't waste a green one. Um, okay, yeah, the ground near your feet absolutely, like, singes and briefly lights on fire. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, he takes that trade. I'm gonna go home now, um, but thank you for, thank you for giving, thank you. <laughs> okay, lock the door after yourself. Okay, bye. Don't let anyone else in. Did you say, sorry, I didn't catch it. Did you say who or what? Volio was trading these things for berries with? Yeah. Lily's going to turn to QWERTY and say, so it looks like uh, your big bads there, QWERTY, aren't uh, barbers. They've been making deals with dear Volio. I mean, that doesn't exclude them from being barbers is the problem. Like that, They also could still be barbers. Yeah. It might not be their uh, primary uh, employment. Yeah, I think we should go check those those city fellas out, honestly. Uh, and I'm pretty sure the Q-Dog thinks the same thing. I did want to investigate Absolutely. the little cave that this thing came out of before we leave. Sure. Okay. Just yeah. See what else might be that in there. That sounds fine. Uh, absolutely. Is is everybody going to do that, or is? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll definitely before we head out, I'll. I'll either help investigate or just straight up investigate. Yeah. Um, um, I'll go ahead and like go in and cast light. I'm going to stand guard outside. Ben, give me a perception perception check with advantage, please. Damn. That was good. That was two very good rolls. Uh, that'll be a 19 total, Jordan. Sunny casts light and it's, it's kind of a burrow. Like you're going to have to stoop down to, to get into it. I suppose QWERTY could telescope their legs short or keep, keep them short telescoped to <laughs> just walk normally. I'm glad that's, that's an ability that we all agree that I have. I'm, I'm here for it. So sunny casting light, uh, you look in and you, uh, are you leading the, the charge? I suppose uh, charge in quotes. Um, I'll let Lily go first. Okay. Um, so I do have dark vision anyway. Mm -hmm. so. Um, so Lily, you walk into this cave, uh, crouching down, followed by Sunny and QWERTY. 
and you, it, it smells just awful in here. Like rank, rotten flesh. It's, it's real gross and real stinky. Better or worse than the Leviathan butt? Worse. Expected nothing less. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really bad. Although to be fair, the body smells really bad too. Like nothing smells good. Nothing, nothing smells good here. And it sort of looks like you are in an animal den of some kind. You know, there's a little like flat area that looks like has been padded down a little bit by a a creature lying there for extended periods of time. And does anyone want to investigate in any way? Or I would also say that I would allow for a nature check. Uh, Yeah, I was going to look for any like identifiers of this monster. Okay. To give to QWERTY. Cool. I was going to investigate for anything that looks like it wouldn't be associated with the beast demon thing and might be associated with somebody else, like another person. Uh, Investigation or nature? Uh, 12. Anybody else? I rolled a 15. I, yeah, I, I can do, I'm not really looking for anything in particular. I could do like just a general sort of perception, get, get a lay of land, see if there's anything that sticks, that stands out as, as weird, if that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Based on the footprint thing and Volio's comments, Lily's definitely looking for evidence of the other tieflings. That's an 18. Um... Great. So, Sunny, you are poking around with your investigation check. You're just, like, it just looks like a small cave. There's there's not a whole lot to it. Um, with the 18 investigation from Cordy. Just perception. Perception. Yeah. There's not a whole lot about this particular spot that seems magical or, or, or meaningful or th- there's not really any sign of, like, intelligent interference if you will like human beast or otherwise it just looks like it was a monster out in the woods lily lily you are not seeing any other tiefling tracks or anything that looks like tiefling tracks in the cave in particular so just kind of nothing of note really mm-hmm. ben allen roth you got an 18 perception yes where in particular are you looking i'm not like or, I'm not looking. Okay. I am. You're you're um, just standing guard, essentially. I am. I I walked a few feet in the other direction, kind of like keeping an eye on the road, or the I guess the track made through this field. Ah, okay. So so did you walk a little bit? You didn't stay in one spot. Yeah. So you walk from where you are to basically the end of that road, and you see Volio hopping off towards his house, all sure. joyfully. Uh, and you come back to the entrance of the cave. Well, real quick, while I walk out of there and and look at Vervolio, can I do something else? Yeah. I would like to use the message spell. Okay. Or the sending spell, whatever the hell it's called. Mm-hmm. The one where you talk inside somebody's head. And I want to I wanna message, what was the guy's name? Raf? Uh-huh. That was the, the person that, that put me on my job. Yes. And I would like to say... Um, Basically, like, the big guys in town, are they yours? Ah, that's fun. I basically walked away to take a call. <laughs> I like it. 
Here start the sketchy shenanigans. Uh, 25 words? Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I think I, so. I'm assuming that Raph would be an expert at this, so. Yeah. Not especially, but uh, brought news. Worth noting, the canary is in the coal mine. Excellent. Share where you think appropriate. Perfect. And I'm going to walk back uh, like nothing happened. Excellent. With that 18 perception, when you walk back, you look at the spot where Volio had pulled out the spike and the spike below it's missing too. Lily, Sunny, Cordy, you guys did not find anything particularly interesting in this cave uh, and, and it, other than a back wall. Like it, it, it was a burrow that, that a stinky, gross animal lived in. Well, I would say the mystery of this cave is solved in that it's boring. We should leave. Yeah. Sorry, Cordy. I, I couldn't find anything. Hey, uh, real quick. Uh, how many spikes did Volio take? I believe I only saw the young lad take the one. Uh, I followed him out to the road and I came back and there are more than one gone. Well, did, did you take one? I did not. I'm wondering if anybody noticed how many were there when we left. Would we have noticed that? I mean, obvi- like if you had, hmm, what, this is a good question for, for DM here. Would we know that that's out of the ordinary? Like would I know what everyone's passive perception is. Yeah. I know what everyone got on necessary and relevant perception checks. If there was something that you would have seen, I would have told you that you would have seen it. Okay. So we can infer that this happened while we were not looking. Correct. Yeah. That was really my question is like, did, or, or am I to assume that it got knocked off during battle or something? Or is it weird that it's missing? It was you- there and now it's not is what I'm getting. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, this mystery keeps getting stranger. Yeah, it sure does. Um, can I can I do the wind thing again where I try to like listen to the wind? I'm trying to catch sight if there's somebody around here. So I would say that you could do an investigation or a perception check. And if if you're using that fancy skill, you can do so with advantage. I would also say that cool. you can do investigation on the spikes of this beast. I, I was going to do yeah, that. I was going to leave sure. that to, to Woodboy. I, I think I think Cordy would for sure want to get a closer look well, at the area around well, the spikes. Um, yes. And uh, I would say that nature history and arcana could also potentially uh, warrant interesting things. Well, in my investigation check with advantage, I did get a 10. Oh. A 10 total. With you, advantage. You don't see anything extra, cool. Ben. You cool. specifically saw that uh, an additional spike was missing. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, the history check is interesting to me just cause I can't really do arcana or nature very well, but I, I'm, I'm a little versed in history, so I would love to roll that. You are if that wood. Was a, yeah, you you're a tree. Do nature. You don't nature? <laughs> no, I've only got a plus one to nature. Wild. Yeah. Um, but yes, I got an 18 on history. Um, so... Cordy. As I'm looking around this little area where the spike is missing. Yes. Um, so, Cordy, you're looking at the the spikes on on this beast, and you've realized that 
a lot of your storybook monsters, other places that you've seen them perhaps are like been in different magic shops as like, oh, you know, we've got we've got Eye of Newt or Spike of whatever. And so something like this, you, based on your knowledge of the world here, like a piece of a a beast could warrant some like cool and interesting magical properties. You don't super know what it would be or uh, it could just fetch a whole bunch of money on the black market possibly. Um, there's There's some interesting possibilities for pieces of creatures that are not of this realm. Okay, okay. And your passive investigation is like 17 as well, right? Correct, yeah. Um, you also notice on with that passive investigation that the spike that you saw Volio take out looks like he very much scratched at it with his fingers and like it's it's jagged and like was yanked out. Mm-hmm. The second one looks like it was very skillfully cut out with uh, some sort of a blade. Uh, very skillfully and effectively. Can I uh, like look at the artistic nature and see if this is what Volio was drawing? Yes, you can look and yes, it is. How many spikes does it have? Uh, scribble spikes. Okay, sounds good. Is it weird, do I, is it weird, maybe this is too in the weeds of a question, but is it weird that only one other spike is missing? Like if there were multiple, wouldn't someone want to take more? I think that maybe we're too stuck on this instead okay. of just acknowledging that somebody else is around. I'm trying to get more information. I don't know. That's fine. That's fine. Scott, that was um, a very good question to ask. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I would, I think I would just take note of, take note of, of everything that we've, we've kind give, of gathered. Give me an I, insight I check. Give me down. a vibe check on that specifically since you asked that question. Okay. I want you to be able to get the vibe. Um, I'm going to double check, but I'm pretty sure that's a dirty old 20 right there. Um, it is not, but it is a 17. It's a little weird that someone took one. Perhaps they were interrupted and didn't want to be caught. Perhaps they only had a need for one. But if they were going to try to sell it on the black market, you'd expect that. Like, they they might be close enough that they haven't gone far. Um, if they, like, wanted to get all of them, it, it also could just be like, a, oh, this is interesting. Sneak and go. Can I think back to those mysterious barbers? Were you, the reason I think they're barbers is because they had furs. Would I have recognized the furs as any sort of magical, mystical creature t- in order to link that they would be like monster, you know, like their monster part hunting or something like that? Or is it just like, you know, pelts of raccoons or something? I'm trying to think of what kind of check that would be. Like, like that's kind of a history. So I'm going to make you do history okay. again. Okay, I'll do history. That's fine. That's fine. That's a dirty 20, baby. So you're thinking about those, those furs and, well, the furs, the furs looked fairly normal, just like the type that you might have on your clothing for the winter. But you do remember that they dropped a bunch of stuff at the blacksmith with Lily, including those vials like the one that she just pulled out. And so Aha. the beasts may not, the, the furs may not have been magical, but they definitely did some magical or weird things. Gotcha. I 
put all these pieces together and I exclaim as loud as possible, and sorry if this peaks the microphone, clue! Uh, as hopefully that gets everyone's attention. It does. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, uh, what's up? Yeah? My, f- my friends, I believe those mysterious barbers are using monster parts to make these vials of interesting concoctions that you, Miss Davis, are in possession of. I think we need to search for these vagrants immediately. All right. Uh, Let's go. I'm all about it. I, I tear off toward the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just go back to. Hey, really quick, though, was that how was my delivery? Was that good? Or? You did great. Hey, did you like that? Hey, yes. is it cool? I'm loving everything, right. even though I like, right, cool. also Thank hate you. it. Cool. Sure. Uh, this yeah. is fantastic, man. It's beautiful. All right, you guys uh, head back towards town. You are absolutely going to pass um, <laughs> Volio's home on the way, and as you do, you see two. Adult halflings um, looking at the fence and like <laughs> trying to prop it up and see what's going on with it again. It looked like that post that Lily attempted to jump on maybe got knocked in a funny way, but but you do see two full-fledged adult halflings at Volio's house. Little, a little wave and they go back to what they're working on. <laughs> I, I shout towards them. You have a very weird child. We know! As long as you know! You do know he wanders. <sighs> Volio! You, you, that, that can be a season wrap on Volio. <laughs> <laughs> season wrap on Volio. <laughs> Volio's big bad, let's go. <laughs> awesome, so as you guys are headed back into town and acknowledging that Volio does in fact have parents and is not just a poor abandoned orphan child. (laughs) Thank goodness. You uh, get back into town. You were successful ostensibly and you could go tell Evis that uh, her, her wolves weren't wolves. You know, there's, there's lots of possibilities here. You almost started a riot in town and you are getting back to town just as the sun is starting to streak across the landscape like it will be nightfall soon. And because of that walk and sort of how long all of that probably took, I'm going to say that if you want to short rest on this little jaunt back into town, that you could. I would very, very much like that. I was going to say, my bad. (laughs) As we're doing that, the short rest kind of walk back to town, I think QWERTY has fully gone out of uh it takes a bit to to it, it's really quick to jump into fighting mode but it takes a bit to to kind of level off and get back to normal so uh they're just sort of being really quiet and to themselves a little bit uh on the on the whole walk home which is potentially out of character for for Cordy who likes to be a little verbose awesome uh when you get back to town it has uh, in fact, been a couple of hours, and uh, it doesn't appear that a full riot started, but certainly um, looking around, you can see that there were maybe a couple of scuffles and skirmishes that wouldn't normally take place. 
you don't see anybody who like there's there's no piles of blood or anything. There was no actual like we're gonna draw weaponry and attack one another, but but perhaps some rowdiness. Uh, when you walk into town, the the office where Evis does most of her work, you can see that the light is still on in the window, burning uh, a lantern inside. I walk straight in without knocking. Uh, ben, were, were you and your Does she have a chair and- in her office that I can sit down in? Like, yes, and it is too short for you. Perfect. I'm going to sit down in the chair, like the comically short chair, and put my feet up on her desk. Evis, baby, what's going on? Uh, they weren't wolves. Uh, sh- short answer, short. Uh, was not wolves. We did kill the big beast thing, uh, mostly thanks to a mechanical robot guy. Oh, yeah, he uh, just totally destroyed that thing. Totally ended that thing. Uh, like a crazy, crazy. He was made for it. He was made for murdering you know, beasts. We, we, uh, we don't have to talk about it. Quirty, Lily claps Cordy on the back. Sure, your uh, I'm sure your parents would be quite proud of. Yeah, he, they did what now? Uh, uh you know what? Wolves, not well, wolves, not wolves. wolves. Short story short, it is a big spiky beast, uh, furry. I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, stinks real bad. Just. The hole it lives in a hole, and that it it sucks. It's the worst um, death monster. It makes everything around it die, which is weird. Makes everything like around plants, it like plants and stuff. Like it, it leaves Real in its soul sucker. It's yeah. It leaves the it leeches the life out of literally every growing beautiful thing that God created on this planet, uh, and leaves just Multiple a wake gods. of destruction behind it. Till it goes in its hellhole and uh, smells. I have no idea what it is, but it does suck. A hellhole? A a hell? Not a hellhole. She she rushes to bookshelves behind herself, uh, climbs up, just scales some of the shelves fully and is like reaching for something on a shelf that she couldn't otherwise reach. Uh, Nope, not that one. Uh, Imagine like a nine foot tall spiky rabbit that sucks. Spiky rabbit that sucks. Hmm. Like rabbit because of the hole it it lives in. Like not like it doesn't look like a rabbit. It was like a frog or something. Yeah, like a frog beast, but like furry, I believe. She puts the book down, walks over to a section of very small, thin books, uh, pulls out a couple, and uh, Cordy, these look like some of the books that your parents would read to you. Like they're they're child's books um hey, and you Sunny. notice there's like a little a little kid's desk in the corner that has like doodles on it and like oh her mm. children probably sometimes come hang out here while she's at work which is adorable <laughs> Sunny, she sh- flips- show her the volio's masterpiece right oh yes yeah, uh, uh, i'll pull it out and I'll, I'll uh she takes it she looks at it her eyes grow wide she opens to like a a storybook that has a similar, uh, slightly more horrifying drawing with like fangs and dripping teeth, um, but but also drawn in a way as to not traumatize children. So like, you know, there's, you know, the, the heroes save the day uh, type thing on the facing page. This 
this is what you killed? Yeah. Yeah, our, our dude QWERTY. Yeah, ended it. Mm-hmm. If... QWERTY's just kind of staring blankly. Uh, so, QWERTY called it a death monster, if I remember correctly. The words death monster are on this page. Yeah. Well, so, um, if... Cordy, you're a bit young, but sometimes it's time for grown-up talk, and this is one of those moments. So, um, mm-hmm. you know how sometimes adults tell stories to children to like teach them lessons or teach them about history or things like that? Um, a lot of Flower Haven's history is passed down through these, these sorts of children's storybooks because they're... They're fun and they're fantastical, but some of these stories aren't just stories. Not all stories that happened in our history are completely appropriate for kids to learn about. And so we teach them about some of the scary things and the dangerous things in this world through storybooks. But it's been nearly millennia since any of these monsters have actually been spotted. But they like travel alone, right? They don't they don't, you know, hang out together in groups, do they? It's hard to say because they're not from this realm. If monsters are in this land, it means they're coming through the portals, which means that none of the major portal cities in all of the realm are safe. And that magic is coming in rather than going out. Are you describing a faulty magic ecosystem? So there's lots of different realms. There's lots of different places. And and magic flows through beings, flows through people, flows through places. And the great balancing force in our realm is, is the strongest magical force we have, our pharaoh. And if the pharaoh is harmed in some way or or has their magic drained in some way, then we don't have as much magic as the rest of the realm. And so magic and magical beings and magical things can come into our realm essentially because magic wants to preserve and save itself. And so you go to the places where there are less magic to protect it. Do these things act like magic batteries? Because it was a little weird there. That is... I don't know. I don't have any experience with magical f- magic flowing in. They don't give off like magic noxious fumes that make you see weird things. I could <laughs> not tell you. I do not know. Hmm. Strange. If magic is flowing into the realm, it means the realm is in danger. Well, you should find somebody to figure that out. Uh, yeah, Lily. I think um, if I had to guess, I think that we're that somebody's. So, um, so Cordy's just writing a lot of this information down in their notebook and making little doodles and things and kind of perks up that this sounds like a good mystery. It sounds really interesting. So this, um, these emotions of being a little quiet and coming down from battle have sort of subsided a little bit now with this almost promise of a a juicy mystery ahead of them. And they're, they're in, they're back in full on detective mode right now. And they 
perk up and ask, uh, let me see if I understand you correctly. These monsters from the stories that my fathers used to read to me in bed as a child, they are real, yes? I've never seen them with my own two eyes, but I've been told they are real, yes. And they're not from this realm. They're not from this realm, sort of in the same way that I'm from Aethermore. I've lived here my whole life. And even when I explored and went elsewhere, I've, I've always been from Aethermore. So these creatures are from elsewhere, but that does not mean that they can't come here to explore or whatever it is they intend to do. And you said we have portal cities? Cities where portals are easily accessed? Yeah, Cordy, that's that's how we got here. Yes. Is there is this this is common knowledge, right? Everyone knows about portal cities. It's not something that's like regularly talked about. Like you've probably heard the term in passing, but it wouldn't hold any regular meaning to you because there's not been a ton of in ton of interrealm travel. Where would the nearest portal city be? If this beast came here from another realm through one of these portals, it probably hasn't traveled far. Would you Aethermore happen to know? is a portal city. That makes sense. Yeah, again, Cordy, we that's how we got here. I'm putting all of these pieces together still. I've got a notebook. I work at my own speed. That's and fine. This, do you happen to have a map of all the portal cities? Oh, God. Here we find oh. <laughs> And does it form a circle? <laughs> does it form a large <laughs> circle? Uh, or, or a particular shape of any kind? Uh, she... So she's, she's got a map of Aethermore, um, but she pulls down a, a little... Realm map? Uh, yeah, like a realm map off of... Like, like just unrolls that and be like, well, here's the realm map, uh, and starts pointing out different cities. Basically, any major city is a portal city, uh, and the history that she's going to tell you at that point is that uh, because portals are where magic f- uh, fed into the realm initially, that's where cities got built up, and then as magic and abundance happened around Flower Haven. Uh, then people were able to venture out further because magic was allowing them to do more and go farther. And then these cities that built up and had a whole bunch of magic and as Flower Haven became incredibly magical, then it started like sending magic out. And and who controls the portals? The portals are a force of nature that been a, a force of nature, a force of magic, a force of arcana that are portals we cannot all control. interconnected, or is it like one is linked to another? Like we went through the Miami Interplanal Air Portal. Ah, yes, the MIA. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was the whole thing. The MIA. Do <laughs> do they all have three letter little things like that? 
So is it like one of those things where if we go visit a new city, we have to walk there first before we can use the portal to get there every time by like maybe going into the mini map and pressing the X button? Or is it like, uh, do we can just go to? Yeah. How do we unlock fast travel is my next question. The portals are for inter-realm travel near exclusively. There are intra-realm travel portals. Aethermore does not have one, but larger cities do, and you can take those for a, a steep fee. Yes, but to to Sonny's question, sorry, to Miss Day's question, you were asking if the portals were exclusively linked between certain realms and not like have access to all realms through a portal. Was that right? Portals can be manipulated to go specific places, but uh, when not being manipulated, they function largely on their own. Yeah, QWERTY, that's big magic, too. Like, we did some some shit with some portals back in our home realm, and uh, it uh, just about killed me. So if there's somebody messing around with the, with the links between the portals, that is uh, categorically not good. Interesting. Next. Well, we better go Keeps check doodling. the portal logs. One last thing, Avis. Have you seen mysterious barbers hanging around? Barbers. The tieflings, they have furs. I assume they're barbers. There may be a barbering convention in town in, uh... I knew it! How two, two, three, three weeks from now? <laughs> They're here early, and I'm no sorry. one can tell me I was wrong. How big is this small town that the town wizard doesn't know whether or not there's a barbering convention? I figured that would be common knowledge. Cordy, why don't we go talk to Vesper? Sounds like a plan, Miss Davis. Immediately, uh, as, as you guys say, you know, we should probably go, go check on Vesper and see what he's up to. Uh, Eva says, uh, yes, and... I will need to draft word to the to the Pharaoh and the Magic Council to let them know what what you have seen and, and you're sure that this is what you've seen. One hundred percent black Angus grade A choice USDA positive. Lily hands her one of the spikes. Lily hands her the spike. <gasps> Oh no. Uh, she closes her hand around it. Are you going to allow her to take it? Mm, sure. I must write a letter at once. Uh, with any luck, I can get it to the royal collar before they leave. Uh, and, and bustles over to her desk, um, has the, uh, like wraps up the, the spike in a little piece of cloth and sets it right there. Uh, and you head out, I guess, to go find, to go find Vesper. Uh, lights, lights are off and, in the blacksmith, but uh, you know that he oftentimes will work late in the back, uh, especially on special projects. I mean, he sent you home early. Yeah, and Lily's just going to be real obnoxious and be like, Vesper, you old sod, where are you? Um, Roll a perception check for me. That would be a 15. Uh, with your 15 and Cordy with your passive perception and investigation, there was there was a bit of a scuffle in here. There was a... So something happened, uh, and the door to the back office is ajar, and the light is on. Lily goes back there. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I will stealthily 
try it. I, I just want to enter stealth mode, if that's cool. Lily, you barge in, as you do, uh, and you see Vesper sitting at his desk, uh, bleeding and sort of working on patching himself up. Uh, he's been roughed the hell up. Lily goes, what, didn't you hear me? I... I heard you, Miss Davis. I... Did you fall down some stairs? What happened? Yes, I fell down some stairs. Oh, please. We both know that's a lie. Try again. <laughs> the Invest- Investigation <laughs> check to see if this failure. place has stairs. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. Uh, are you persuading or are you intimidating him? Is being obnoxious a role? If it was, yeah, it would be everything that your character rolls ever. <laughs> yeah, persuasion. Roll persuasion. Terrible. I rolled a one plus two. That is my business, not yours, Miss Davis. Fine. Tell us where the ugly large tieflings are. Oh, so you want to make it? You want to make it about the tieflings? What? You want to? You want to talk about the tieflings? Yeah, we have an agenda. You don't want to talk to me. How how close does he look to like being on death's door? Like you said, he is kind of yeah, bloody. Can, he... can I like roll a medicine check for him? Yes, you can roll a medicine check, and Cordy, you could roll medicine or investigation. Oh oh oh! He's gonna live forever. Twenty five. Sunny, this man has been poisoned by poison tipped or coated weapons, and. You also notice a big bruise on his head. It looks like he was knocked unconscious uh, by a the hilt of a large weapon. And you can see that there is an imprint or some sort of a shape or a uh, like like that there was something on the the butt end of that weapon that he was struck with um, that sort of looks like something. It, it It's like a straight line and then a break and then another straight line. But it, it, it's not quite like finished welting up or whatever. And so it just, there's, there's something like imprinted. Does it look like one of the tools at the shop? No. Um, if anything, it almost looks like the imprint on his forehead, like is like, like, you know how sometimes when you press down the a button on a controller too long and you sort of see the a raised in your thumb or is that just me? Wait, Mario Kart? Yeah, like like when you push on something and, and the imprint is in your, your thumb a little bit because of how much pressure sure, and force yeah. you were using, it looks kind of like something imprinted onto his head from being hit really hard. Would Lily recognize it because she had seen the tiefling weapons when they dropped them off? Uh, Lily, you haven't noticed this bruise yet, so... Okay. Uh, I was like, my passive perception's uh, 12, so. Can I, can I just say? Yes. What hit your head? Lily, you look at the bruise on this man's head. Similar, same, same, but different to the feeling that you had when you saw your paw or your, your foot in that footprint. You have a brief sort of out of body feeling experience where you are looking at this mark on this guy's head, but instead of being his head, suddenly it's like you're looking at someone's arm that has this imprint with with tattoos all over it. And you you know 
what this is, Lily. You recognize this arm, this tattoo, this shape. You've seen this before. You've seen this imprint on Marina Kovacs, who lived in in Tampa at the uh, nursing home that you worked at. It's it's the same mark. I'm Young trying lady, to decide. You asked me what <laughs> hit me in the head. The tieflings who were here earlier, who provided me with this lump, may they accused me of stealing items that they furnished me with such that I could clean up and polish their weapons for them. And uh, I told them that I did not take take anything from them, that I, I used everything that was provided and I made their weapons beautiful and perfect and they just didn't take kindly to uh, what they called being stolen from. And so not only did they do this, but they also took the coin that they had left to pay me as well. So I'm just having a bad day and I would really appreciate it if you would all leave. Tell us where they are, we will. I want nothing more to do with them and I don't know where they're headed. Yeah, cool. I am not here while this is happening. Uh, I did not go in with them at any point. Fabulous. Um, I've gone to find Karen. Where where would Karen be at this time of night? <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming I would know where to find her. Yeah, you uh, know that sometimes in the evenings she will uh, be working uh, in the back of the shop where you dropped stuff off earlier today. She sometimes does um, some cool like experimenty type things back there. Cool. Um, I head to the back door and give the little secret knock. The door opens and with probably a mage hand because you don't see anyone there. Ben, when you walked in, you saw uh, Carrie, who's you know a basically a a human woman. Uh, I would say, you know, in her forties to fifties, like late late forties. Although she she doesn't want anybody to know that because. Karen. Uh, she also happens to be uh, Sunny Day's mom and uh, was had been missing for a, a number of years and you guys actually found her working with uh, the bad guy from last season. She was deep, deep undercover. Um, so Karen being this uh, sort of wild experimenter, she she was a nurse uh, in in your realm and she just really liked the the sciencey parts of science. And so um, you are not surprised that she would immediately find herself a home working with potions and different things like that that are magical as opposed to uh, simply mundane or from our world. And yeah, you, you see this slightly older, uh, shorter woman with dark hair uh, tied up into a big tight bun so that it doesn't get in her face and doesn't fall or touch anything or get stuck in anything. She, she never looks tense. She just always looks very relaxed and confident in what she's doing, no matter how tight her butt is. Uh, and, and you walk in and you see her pouring over uh, some books and some sketches, trying to figure some, some sort of potion-y type thing out. Hey, um, 
I actually don't have long. I'm, I, I got to get back to your daughter here in a second. They are uh, expecting me, but uh, Canary's in the coal mine. Wink. In the coal mine? Wink. Why would he go to the coal mines? Uh, that's, I don't know what that means. That's a message I was instructed to pass along to you from Raph. I was chasing after the big guys that were okay, here. Okay, I guess I'm headed west. Uh, this is wonderful news. Um, oh gosh, I can't leave Sunny without saying goodbye. Yeah, again. I wouldn't. I'm gonna disappear and go find Sunny, and and we can uh, arrange to run into you here in a minute. Sure, I'll be I'll be at the yeah, tavern, at the in, tavern five. in five. Yeah, I've got to pack up. That sounds great. Excellent. She does that. That mm, smart. And I'm going to kind of show back up right as they're, I think, right as they're leaving the. Yes, the timing on that is excellent. Um, and Ben, uh, having had this conversation, you, uh, yeah, you get back to the shop just as they have been unceremoniously shoveled away by by Vesper here. Do we notice that he was gone at all? It's It's not uncommon for him to get distracted by other things. This is not. Atypical for any of you, I would say. Sure. You all just cool. do your own I things. will. I, I think I will just assume that that Ben was trying to find other clues related to this mystery, and I'll I'll turn to him and say, "So, my friend, how was your search? Anything?" Uh no. I thought I heard a noise that sounded like uh, about uh, like axes grinding, and I was chasing that down, mm. but uh, I couldn't figure anything out. It just was a kind of a weird sound over the wind. Um, figured I'd come back here. Is everything okay in there? Um, well, did you find anything out? Uh, just, uh, the tieflings beat up, uh, what's his face? Uh, yeah, he definitely got poisoned. Well, so, what the hell? Uh, poisoned? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Something really messed him up. Uh, um, Cor- and sorry. And by something, I'm pretty sure I... Sorry, Cordy, uh, Jesus is a character in a book from where we're yes. from. Uh, and, uh, and he's a he's a made up is, guy that turns water into alcohol and does good things. Okay, is now a lot of I fish. have I have a very important follow up question. Okay, much much like the monsters that I assumed were just fictional beasts in a book that are now real. Is there any chance this Jesus fellow is also a real monster that will come and hurt us? Um, hopefully he's not a monster, but it really depends on who you ask. It wasn't okay. his da- his thing. Yeah, like it's more on the generally helpful. people from where we're from don't think he's a monster, but it sort of depends on who you ask. It's sort of like a regional thing. It's um, complicated. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, I'm sure we'll keep all of this in. He's like a he's like a pharaoh, but like from our place. Uh, gotcha. Makes a lot of fish, like a lot of like too many fish. We too should tell you about fish. some good friends. Yeah, problems. like I uh, should tell you about Father Christmas sometime. That's more fun. Dude, he's got like he's got like Ugh. 12 whole friends, which is crazy. Um I don't even know how he has that many people's phone numbers. But uh anyway, this is not important at all whatsoever. Um I did not find the tieflings. I do not know where they went, and it looks like we don't either. Uh let's grab a beer. We... Yeah. I do not drink, but I will gladly watch you do so. You want some, to the bar. some oil or some sap or something? Like that, can you stop offering me oil? I don't want it. <laughs> Sorry. It, it never stops it. Look, it, there's another character from another, and, and I'm just going to trail off as we go. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a man made of, of, of tin, and he likes oil, and you know, it's, a, it's in a book. It's fine. You all get to 
the tavern, Sunny. You, this is where you play, but it's not your band's night. So they've just got <laughs> one lone like comedian microphone up there that no can you give no us one quick, at the open mic night. Yeah, Jordan, you, give us give us a give us a vibe. give us a quick example of what this comedian might be saying, Jordan. Uh, th- no, there, there's there. It's an open mic night, and there is no one up there. Oh, there's no one up there. How convenient for you, Jordan. Um, I mean, I could give you, it could give you, give you the tight five. No, it's fine. It's fine. In a fantasy realm? Really? Yeah. <laughs> My wife is a wench and I like her very much. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I use that? Is that yeah. okay? I'm, I'm going to just, just use Ethan's clip. Yeah, just yeah, use actually, Ethan's yeah, clip. Yeah, that's, that, that's please. really good. Perfect. Perfect. I, that's what oh, we'll man. use. I lie with men. I have the pox. I'm new in town. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, impeccable timing. Uh, Sonny, your mom is uh, there and she has a table and she waves when she sees you all and uh, has a table with enough seats for everyone. Lily grabs uh, with, a beer. With beverages. Oh, I was saying Lily. For Lily. Lily was going to just take somebody's beer. <laughs> There's two beers for Lily. There's a, a beer for Ben. There's like something fruity for Sonny. And there's Q, they wouldn't give me an extra glass, but I know that Miss Davis that will be done with her first oh, yeah. one. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, we've we've been this is all routine. Yeah. This is how Lily we do just things. Hands we got Cordia glass. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> we've been here for less than one minute. <laughs> we haven't sat down. I never get tired of that, honestly. It's incredible. It's incredible. I never get we tired got of that. A, me and Miss Davis, we've got a rhythm now. I like it. Cordy, you would have loved shotgunning in the, uh, the other realm. I don't even know what the word shotgunning means. Shotgunning is... is um. Well, there's a couple of different types of shotgun. You can shotgun a beverage, but you can also shotgun in like a, it's a, it's a good way to sh- shoot at things, but, okay. but do, you, there, we don't care there, about that on, one. There are not yeah. shotguns in Yeah. Our, Fabulous. Our I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was just shaking my head, like, I think you're shotgun, wrong here. Shotgunning refers only to the act of drinking a beer or, or sitting in the front <laughs> seat of the car. Or sitting in the passenger yeah. seat. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I got it. What if we called it grenade launching instead of shotgunning? <laughs> like the act of drinking a <laughs> beer by, by stabbing a hole in the side is called grenade launching. I quit the podcast. <laughs> That's pretty good. No, uh, Courtney, basically, um, back where we're from, uh, ale comes in very small be- barrels made of metal. Mm-hmm. Uh the, and and for some reason we think that this is a great idea to serve them, even though it's very harmful for the environment. Creates a lot of a lot of single use uh, articles for some reason. But anyway, sure. Uh, basically, the idea is that you turn the ale sideways and you take a key and you uh, stab the side of the the barrel, and then you try to drink mm. it as fast as humanly possible. And this is fun. It's great. It's so much fun. Fascinating. And I just write, I just keep jotting down notes about. It's about a thing my we friends do at and how interesting they are. Lily jumps in, and then there's keg stands and just sort of like oh, drifts oh off. <laughs> I'm learning um, so yeah. much. Uh, can I suspiciously talk to my mom? Yeah. Hey, were, were you expecting us? Um, were, like, are we taking other people's seats? 
No, I think this feels right. Sunflower, not, not at all. I um, listen. I. She she's gonna drop her voice so that no one else can hear. Although she obviously cares. Uh, nope. So that no one else can hear. So, uh, she is gonna roll. A 13 stealth. So if anybody has a passive above 13, you can hear. Uh, uh, and if anybody is actively trying to listen, uh, I have a feeling that we're roll. all talking Brady's about. Busy. Ke- we're, we're talking about kegs and, and yeah. shotgunning things. And I, and I we're let us here on purpose right now. so this could happen. So I'm not really yeah, that no, Only Sunny's in on this. Sunny, uh, my love, I... I'm going to need to go away for a bit, but I know that you and your friends are doing great. I'll set up here, but I I need to head west. Um, you know, since we've been here, I've been trying to find uh, information about your father and where he might be. And um, I, th- I think, I think I might... I might have a clue as to where he is, and I think it'll just, I mean. When's the last time you saw him? It's been a couple of years. Well, we'll have some some reckoning to have had, but. Be safe, write if you can. You know, no one can hide the letters from me now. Right, I can do that. Yeah. Um. um that was cute. So you're, you're okay with this, you're, you're okay. <sighs> Uh, you know, and Sunny's going to look over at, um, the cacophony of information. Yeah. And, and so then you drop the shot into the Red Bull and that's a <laughs> Jaeger bomb. Wait, wait, now, wait, wait, wait. Describe to me this Red Bull. You say it's a magical potion a that magical gives potion. you wings. Yeah. It gives you wings <laughs> and it makes you, uh, it makes you temporarily more awake. But don't forget about the Guinness. So you the Guinness, and then there's a and different thing. And it increases thing. your constitution. Yes, yes absolutely. No. It makes you really think that you're good at dancing. And I look at my mom, and I'm like, "Look, I, 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 I've got some people to take care of, and they'll take care of me." Cordy, do you know what a ping pong ball is? Oh, Not God. in the slightest. Okay, we'll save that one for later. Gang, it was so wonderful to see you all. Um. I I need to head out, but I will s- I'll I'll see you all again soon. Uh, and she's gonna give you a kiss on the head, Sunny. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give her a big hug. Can I uh, finish your beer? Uh, it's all yours. At some point, she she's gonna look at Sunny and Ben, and be like, "Don't let this become a problem," and walks out. I'm gonna briefly stop talking and send another message to Raph in my mind and I'm going to say uh Goldfinch out are we good big guys tried to kill Vesper big guys have nothing to do with me and uh message received cool uh, good night Quirty. you go <laughs> get a murder machine <laughs> all right you all right you yeah yeah sure i guess as everyone Heads off, I will head to my home with my family. Wonderful. Uh, Cordy, your your walk is fairly quiet, fairly pensive. Um, you keep hearing Lily's voice in your head saying, 
Not the mystery machine, the murder machine. Yeah, I am. That kind of not a fan of that. Yeah, I think I'm flipping through my notes uh, throughout the whole journey so far, and I'm not really. I'm like trying to study them and and try to get more information, but the whole murder machine moniker is rolling through my head, and it is very distracting, and I'm not really. I'm more just like fiddling with my notebook than actually studying it. And it's got me a little, a little anxious. If, uh, if a little robot essentially can get anxious, I'm anxious. And, um, a lot of thoughts racing through my head, a lot of memories. I, I still remember, and may- maybe I don't, this is a question for you, but I do I still remember fighting in the war that I was created for? Sometimes. It's not always voluntary. Just like something reminds you of a thing that you're like, oh, right, deja vu. So I guess flashes of, flashes of fighting in the war kind of uh, start popping up throughout my head and even just thinking about earlier of killing this big monster is very fresh in my mind and uh, I'm glad I was able to help protect my friends but I was I'm, I'm not super happy with how easy it was for me to um, snap back into that mode of killing things Uh, as you get home and walk in your front door you see uh, your dads and your siblings are sitting down at dinner and there's a plate made for you um, and they're just chatting having fun Uh, your dad Alvin looks up and says uh, well hey there kiddo how you doing I'm a little distracted so I don't respond immediately but I just kind of put my notebook away and go uh Yes, uh, hey, um, hey, Dad, I'm, I'm doing all right, I'm doing okay. We, uh, we have a very interesting, uh, mystery that I am uncovering with this, uh, with my group of friends. I think you will be intrigued. Your dad's kind of share a knowing glance, uh, and, and Garrick nods at Alvin, and, um, on his Nat 20 insight. I think he knows that something's (laughs) wrong. Um, Yeah. And so uh, he's going to hop up from uh, the dinner table and you see that uh, uh, you see that Ella uh, Ellawick is definitely trying to steal a little bit of food from his plate. Uh, Just just reaching over with her fork while he's distracted. uh, I I give, yeah, I give, I give Ellawick a little knowing little like wink. Uh, and, and, and she smiles back at you. And uh, yeah, your dad Alvin's going to pull you into uh, like the, the sitting room sort of away from the rest of your family. Hey, hey there, sport. What's uh, what's going on now? So your your dads, they are um, both little gnomes. Very. Would you like to describe your family or would you like me to? Yeah, I, I guess I I guess I could. Um, so. 
My my dads, Alvin and Garrick, are uh, little gnomes, and uh, I imagine them being uh, slightly on the older side, uh, maybe some salt and pepper going on, and uh, they're artists, so our home is very artistic, very loud. Um, uh, Alvin is... Uh, Alvin is a poet and Garrick is a painter. So there's a lot of art, artistic energy kind of flowing through the house. And, um, you know, they're each other's muses. So all of the paintings that uh, Garrick paints, did I say Garrick was the painter? I can't remember. Um, Yes, Garrick's the painter and Alvin's the poet. So all of the paintings that Garrick paints are like of Alvin. So there's like a lot of paintings of like, my one of my dad's just like on the walls <laughs> everywhere. Uh, there's a lot of paintings of us. Obviously, we're all um, we're all their adopted children. We've got Elowick, who you mentioned, who's who's this little uh, a little halfling. halfling, little halfling girl who uh, is always up to trouble. And we've got other siblings throughout the house who I, I hope we will meet as well. But. Um, I, I just picture this house kind of being simultaneously very loud and also kind of cozy. Um, and, I, you know, obviously they're gnomes, so a lot of the furniture is potentially a little too small for for me and my stature. Um, but it's all kind of mismatched, too. Like, furniture is, is from all over the place. So, just like our family. Aw. Yes. Perfect. Um... So, so your dad, uh, Alvin, of course, the one who's good with words, um, comes in and sort of sits down with you on one of the, the bigger, on one of the bigger couches that is still too small for you. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you I'll, know, I'll hey, telescope my legs some more. It's fine. I'm used perfect. to it. Hey, hey kiddo, what's, um, what's on your mind? You look unhappy. You remember those stories that you used to read to me when I was, well, I guess I still am young, but you know, all the stories you used to read before bedtime. Of course. Wrote some myself. (laughs) Were you aware that some of the monsters in those stories were real? Because I fought one today. I know that your brother is the one who's prone to the overactive imagination a little bit, but have you been hanging out with him a little too much? I wish. Dark Thad is uh, a creative force of energy that we could all learn a thing or two from. We all love him so much. Isn't he totally rad? He's so so rad. Dark Thad is so rad. I'm jealous of his whole deal. But Well, but you're yeah. wonderful and mysterious yourself. I uh, And mystery solving. <laughs> yes. Well, we we fought one of these monsters today and I guess I just you know, I was able to, to, to fight and protect my my friends, but I, I just, it didn't really feel good. I guess the way that 
I was able to just snap into battle mode, I guess. It... I know that I was created to kill things, but I really hope that there's something else out there for me to do, because it's not what I enjoy. Well, you know, for, for your father and I, the thing that we enjoyed was one another's company. And so perhaps if you are spending time with your friends, uh, even if not everything that you're doing is as fun, as long as, you know, everyone feels like like they're with their friends and they're doing good things together, that, that that's a, a good time. Or, or, if you don't ever have fun with your friends and they always make you unhappy, then, then you don't have to be friends with them. But I, my I think- My friends are not the issue. I, I guess my problem, dear father, is that I, I don't like the thing that I'm the best at. Well, you spend the most time with yourself out of anybody else in the whole wide world. So maybe you could find a way to work on liking all of you or or at least at least not being mad at it. I just wish, I, I guess I just wish that I knew there was something more to my life than the thing I was created for. And some days it's harder to believe that than others. Well, you wouldn't have been given the opportunity to try to make a life for you if you weren't anything more than just a, a killing machine. You have that chance. You got it. And hey, you don't have to know right away. And I just kind of look down uh, at the floor and I get up from the seat and I say, uh, well, thank you. And um, every day I know at the very least I am very blessed to be a part of this family. And I give my dads a big ol' hug. Oh, I love you, kiddo. Maybe... Maybe we'll stay away from the scary bedtime stories for a little bit. Yeah, I would like that. I've had a day. No, thank you. Yes, also, fathers, do you know what a keg is? Hmm, I haven't heard of it, but you know, I will look into it. Do you have um, any stories that involve bowls with of the color red? Bowls of the color red? It's a long story. You know, I can work on a poem for that. <laughs> I suppose I just had... I, well, I don't sleep, but I suppose I just head to a bedroom and go into sentry mode. QWERTY, I need you to know that your parents make you dinner every single night knowing full well that you yeah. cannot and do not eat food. I cannot do it. I let little Elowick steal off of my plate. QWERTY, as you go into your room and go into sentry mode, you, you're pointed looking kind of at your, your bookshelf where all <laughs> of your, your books and everything are from childhood. That is where I keep my books, on my bookshelf. 
I have passive perception of 17, so if that is enough to get a glimpse of something that catches my attention as I'm about to go into sentry mode, then cool. If that's not enough, then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't notice it because I'm kind of distracted. So I, I go up to my bedroom and I don't sleep because I don't need to, but I will go into sort of a low-power sentry mode until the morning. You all get a long rest. Yay! Some of you really need it. Uh, Cordy, you power up out of sentry mode the next morning, and you you typically have dreamless sentry mode things. It's not, like, atypical yeah. for you to not think of anything. I think I think that I would describe it as the way that people dream is kind of like making sense of memories and sort of like filtering things. I think QWERTY does a similar thing, but is like semi-conscious of it. So throughout the whole day's experience, I'm just throughout the whole sentry mode, I'm just like compartmental. Like I, I'm like putting ideas and information into clues and sorting things into like my memory banks. So I, th I would think throughout that night, I might wake up with more, questions. Yeah. So the, the thing that you spent some time circling on is that you immediately recognized the, the trail of the death monster from your books and mm -hmm. Evis took you seriously for the first time ever. Well, so she, Evis has always taken you seriously, but like Evis believed you and didn't ask any more questions. I think I will search my, search my room for the for those those books i suppose the children's books with the with the monsters go ahead and give me an investigation check let's even say with advantage since this is literally your childhood bedroom i know where to find things or do i that is an 11 with advantage i rolled a 2 and a 4 qwerty um jordan if you don't want me to fail things don't make me roll for things don't make you roll yeah that's fair um you pull out the book that has the death monster in it and go back to that same page and you realize, you, you, you reread that page and you reread that page and it says, our heroes even had to fight a death monster. And while it has a scary name, it's probably not the scariest monster they might face on this journey. And you flip back a page and you see other horrifying monsters and you flip forward a page and you see more pages that just just have really giant scary monsters on it like you can't shake the feeling that maybe that death monster isn't the only monster you're about to fight I would really love to flip to the very last page of this book please in the last page in the book there is a beautiful queen sitting on a throne with a crown on her head uh, that says, and now that all magic had been restored in the realm, life could go back to exactly as happy as it was before. 